Christianity is a very living uh, relationship with God. Living. It's not, it's not some religion that was transferred to us by history. No, it's not that only that. Yes, it's history that has been communicated to us. The, the most important thing about Christianity is that it introduces you to God personally. So you have a living relationship with him. Yesterday we were sitting in a car coming and we're talking and we're talking, talking, talking. And I told my wife, I said, Jesus entered this car and left. But <laughs> and and I said, Jesus, uh, he was there with my wife. And I said, Jesus just entered the back, the back seat and left. Somebody might have thought that, well, it's just, uh, but you see, the, the, the life with God is living. He can show you himself. He can be part of your life daily. Amen. Amen. So you can ask him concerning your family. Concerning your children, concerning your wife, concerning your husband. God, what should I know about my wife so that I can keep this woman well? God is happy to hear as a husband ask this question. He will reveal to you how you should treat your wife, how you should keep the woman, how you should you should help her to come up the best for you yourself. Asking God, Lord, show me how I can treat this precious man. Making the king that you have made him. I tell you, God is very happy about those kind of things. And he, 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 he comes to you personally. One of my greatest experiences of God, which helps me so much. Oh, Reverend Doctor, one of my most joyable moments, enjoyable moments, is when I ask God for something. I want to understand this. Lord, show me this. And then I see God deliberately leading me and showing me what to do and where to be. Very practical. This a relationship. Amen. Have a personal relationship with God. Knowing it for yourself. Don't be, don't play a religion around Christianity. No, 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 no. It's more than that. When you don't get into some personal relationship with him, you don't enjoy the best from him. 
Some of us have enjoyed something small, but there is more to it. May the Lord take you into more. As he relates with you, or as you relate with him, every moment. Ha, let me read some scriptures. Amen. Amen. John chapter 12, from the verse 20. My God, Nariatabas. John chapter 12, the verse 20 to 26. And then I'll pick the last verse within the same. John 12. Shall we stand for the reading of our scripture? And there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. The same came therefore to Philip, which was of Bethsaida of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we will see Jesus. Philip cometh and telleth Andrews. And again, Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. And Jesus answered them saying, the hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life, unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Let's look at the verse 32. The verse 32. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Amen. Amen. Shall we be seated? God bless you. Tell somebody it is all about Jesus. Amen. Amen. Christianity is not about just going to church. It is about Jesus. Christianity is not about holding a Bible. It is about Jesus. Christianity is not all the things sometimes. It's just not about all the things we do. It is about Jesus. When we come to church, it is about Jesus. When we are praying, it is about Jesus. When we are singing, it is about Jesus. When we are relating to each other, it is about Jesus. I like what Paul said to the, to, 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 to the 
Thessalonians. And the Thessalonians. He said, "My little children, in whom I travel, until Christ be formed in you. My little children, in whom I travel, until Christ be formed in you." Galatians 4:19. I am traveling. Until Christ be seen in you. Until Christ be formed in you. It is all about Jesus. My life is about Jesus. Your life is about Jesus. My business is about Jesus. Your business is about Jesus. My marriage is about Jesus. Your marriage should be about Jesus. Our church must be about Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, we have made all things out of Christianity. But it is all about Jesus. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son and whomsoever believeth in him should not perish but must have everlasting life. So God sent him to pay for the sins of humanity. John the, uh, John, the, John, John the forerunner of Jesus said, He said, This is the Lamb of God so Jesus is everything about Jesus we cannot do anything if we take him out anything we do without him being the center in our family in our business in our lives will not matter it, it must be all about him that is, that is how it should be Whatever we are doing, our songs must be about him. Somebody said Jesus sang no song. He wrote no song. But millions of songs have been written for him. He wrote no book. But many books have been written on him. That is because it is all about him. Christianity, without Christ being the center, it's like any other religion. It's like any other religion. But he must be the center. He's the one Jesus, God sent. And he came to the world to show us God. We can never know God without knowing Jesus. You can't know God. I hear some people say, oh, we all said God. He said, I have come and I'm telling what I know. And you don't believe it. Because I am from there. I was sent by my father to show you who he is. If you don't believe me, who would you believe again? Listen to me. There are many things we do. Some of them are good. But anything you do, that does not bring Christ as the center in your life will not give you the best of Christianity. Many things we do. Many things. I pray. I fast. I read my Bible. I go to church. In fact, I love to be in the congregation of the saints. These are all very good things we do. But if we do these things, without Christ being the center, ladies and gentlemen, 
we are wasting our strength. Hallelujah. Amen. And we don't get the most out of Christianity. We, we don't get the best out of Christianity. The Bible says, Christ in you. The hope of glory. Christ in you. The hope of glory. If you want to see where you are going, let Christ be establishing you. So Paul said, my little children, in whom I travail, I am praying, I am fasting, I am preaching to you, I am teaching you, I am showing you, because Christ must be established in you. Christ be formed in you. Amen. Amen. So ladies and gentlemen, let me present these things to you quickly. We as a church and as individuals we want to make sure that Christ is here. Now listen to me. Christ is here for Christ to be here does not depend on the name. It doesn't depend on the name you give your temple. You can call it this is Christ's home. And he may never be there. When these guys went to the worship in the van, they went to worship. And when they went, it's a normal Jewish worship. And these were people who were coming from Greeks. But they believe in the worship of God. So they traveled and came. When they got there, they just went straight to Philip. Philip, we want to see Jesus. We have come to worship. But our aim here is to see Jesus. Now, it's most likely the Pharisees and the people who were surrounding Jesus were just there for the normal worship. Normal. Normal. But some people and came and said, we want to see Jesus. They had a desire to see Jesus. A very great desire to see Jesus. They want to see Jesus. When your desire is to see Christ, to know him, to feel him, he always will make himself available. One of the greatest things that is lacking in the church today, our desire for Christ, it's not strong. Our desire to know him. But in the relationship that we are in, when you have a desire, God will let you see him. May you have a good, great desire for Christ. Paul, Paul said that I may know him. Paul said, and the power of his resurrection. And in the story to and me. the fellowship of his suffering. And in the, no being in made conformable unto his death. That I may know him. I want to know him. I want to know him. I want to experience him. Listen, your desire must be Christ. Your focus must be Christ. 
Don't just be in church. But be, have a desire. I want to experience him. I want to know him more. He makes himself available to the people that want to know him. That is where the personal relationship comes in. Don't just be a church folk. Be a person that wants to have a personal relationship with Jesus. May that be your desire. May that be your he is the center of every good thing God can give you. If it is healing, he can give you. If it is deliverance, he will be your deliverer. If it is the blessing, he is the blesser. If it is the promotion, he is the one that promotes. The Bible says when God lifts up one and pulls down another, it's God, it's Jesus that promotes. So, if you want anywhere, you want to be anywhere. Seek Jesus. He will take you to that place. For Christ in you is the hope of glory. May he be found by you. May you find him. May you know him. May you experience him. Can I hear you shout a big amen somebody? Amen. We want to see Jesus. And the Bible says, Trust him, see. Philip. Whom they, they spoke to. Philip, went to Andrews. And said, Andrews. See Andrews. These guys want to see Jesus. Then they agreed. Let's take them to Jesus. So they moved. Say, follow us. They went to Jesus. They said, Jesus. They want to see you. Hey, that is Jesus. Jesus began to say some of the most powerful things that he said concerning every Christian. Concerning his own mission. He began to tell them. Amen. Amen. But Philip and Andrews took him to Jesus. Let me say this. Somebody will always lead you to Jesus. First of all, human beings can lead you to Jesus. As a human beings can lead you to Jesus. Somebody knows him a way you don't know him. And he can teach you how to know him. Listen, we are here, but we are not the same. I want you to understand that. There are people who have a certain experience of Christ you don't have. And if you submit yourself, they will lead you to Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? They will say some things about him and you begin to understand him and know him. They will tell you certain experiences they have been in. And you will begin to know him more than you knew him. People can lead you to Jesus. Even today, people can lead you to Jesus. So yesterday when I said, Christ just entered the car and left. My wife was there. 
Pastor Mike was there. I saw for Mike and so Brother Ima who drives us was there. I said he just entered and left. I'm sure some of you are thinking, he did he come physical? No. <laughs> but how did you see him? May you know him. I said, may you know him. I said, may you know him. I said, may you know him. Somebody can lead you to Jesus. And I'm not talking about you giving your life to Christ. That is the first step. I'm talking about experiencing and knowing him better. The one Paul said that I may know him. And know the, even the fellowship of his suffering. I want to know him. Paul was the apostle writing to people. And Paul. yet he was saying, I want to know him. There is a level of knowing that somebody can lead you to. Can I, can I say this to you? Listen, let's humble ourselves. For us to be shown more of Jesus. You don't understand me. There is more to know about him. When you have a desire. Sometimes God can bring somebody to lead you. And God is still using people to lead to Christ. So that they can know Christ. You know one thing. Sometimes when we are in the church, and then something happens, or things are happening, somebody can stand here and say, "This is this is what God is doing." Oh, okay. Oh, I can see angels of God here. I can see God here. I can see the power of God here. Sometimes it is not just words. But he is telling you what is really happening. So that you and me can also tap into it. And experience him better than we have known him. So somebody can lead you to Jesus. Let you know Jesus more for yourself. You only have to humble yourself. Amen. Amen. I had a dream recently. I went to a certain man of God's house. I haven't even told him, sir. He's not, he's not, I know him. We are very distant. We, 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 we relate a bit. We relate a bit, but not that close. Honey, I dreamt I was in the man's house in Tema. And I rode a motorbike. So I parked the motorbike outside. And then I went to this room. His room was not a, 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 a it was like some chamber and hall rooms be. But I happened to be standing in a place where I saw he had his wardrobe, so he had uh, uh, his bookshelves, he had everything, very beautiful furniture. I, I recognized the man. He's a pastor in Tema. And I was with him. And, and the place was so I, I admired the furniture. So whilst we were standing there talking, something happened. We started hearing a shout of fire 
this fire was coming, burning and coming, burning places and coming. It was burning houses and burning things. And, and I told him, I said, there is fire outside, it's coming. What shocked me was the man's, he didn't care. He was not even listening to me. And, and I was shouting, I said, oh, fire coming when he was quiet we were just walking around talking I was wondering what, what, why, why is he crying like that and the fire was coming until I picked and realized that my own motorbike was down burning and I said the fire is coming so we moved from the hall we entered into a place like a bedroom we looked at the fire it was getting close we came back in that dream, I was panicking. I, I, I mean, I was noisy. I was, what do we do? And the guy was calm. At the end of the dream, every house around him, his motorbike was bent. No fire touched his house. I woke up and said, Lord, thank you. Sorry, Mr. My motorbike was bent. His house was not bent. Because the house is not my house. If it was my house, it would have bent. I learned something. God said, leave it. The man was so calm. And naturally, that man, that is the way he is. His, his demeanor is a very calm man. I don't know him so, but he's a very calm man. He, he hardly speaks. Very so what I learned was that don't let what you see shake you. That morning, you know what I wrote down? I said, Auntie Harriet, when there's a storm, branches will be shaken. But the firm stand because of what the stem doesn't branch may shake but your stem is not shaking your is not shaking don't look at the branches look at the stem I learned something I learned something I got to know God more I got to know God better that the storms I see in spite of that, I can be as calm. Be still and know that I am Lord. So that morning I woke up with a psalm. And I called Pastor Opong. I am not going to be in prayer this morning, but this evening. But I want you to pray on this. Be still. And know. That I am. God. <laughs> Be still. And know that I Human beings can lead us. That is where I want you people to understand something. I will come to that. When you sit here, when you sit here, when you hang on this mic, no, 
that you are not standing here for yourself. When you wear an ushering cloth or ushering dress and you are walking among here, know that you are not here for yourself. We are here because we are the servants in the house of the Lord. People see Jesus. It's like you and Usher. And somebody appears to you. I want to see Jesus. That's the work you are doing here. You are not here to show yourself. None of us should be here to show ourselves. No pastor must mount a pulpit. Because of yourself. You are here to show Jesus in the church. We are here to let people see Jesus. People can lead you to Jesus. So that you know him that should be the aim of everybody who serves in this house. That means choristers. It's not your dress. It's not your hairdo. It's not your face makeups. It's not a man, you making sure you are shaved well. We are not bothered you need songs here. I want you to be very, very spiritual. You get up in the morning, you're coming to sing. No it's your dress and your makeups and your shirt and your beard. You want to go and shave. John the Baptist. Had some wild beard. No, no, wild beard. Leather belt. Camel skin. He was not presentable, but in his day, he was the one who could see Jesus and tell them, this is Jesus. Before people knew that there was a Messiah on earth. Sometimes it is not about your looks. Though I don't want, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying dress anyhow. But listen to me. The center will never hold if we don't make Christ known. Are you hearing me? Yes. I'm coming to it. Human beings can see Jesus. If we all come to church with pastors and their wives, leaders in the church, then I can sorry nim. Have a great heart that want to make Jesus known in this service. I don't care who comes here as a sinner. I don't care how much sin the person is in. I don't care the curse that is upon any man. He will see Jesus because we will introduce him to Jesus. I understand what I'm talking about. I want to see Jesus. And the men took him. Second, the second way, apart from the men, and this is a practical one I want to share, share with you. For every believer, even when there's no man, the Bible says, Jesus said, Jesus said, I'm going to my father, but I will send you another comforter who shall be with you always. He is the Holy Spirit. And when he comes, he will glorify me. He will do what? So, 
The Holy Ghost is there to glorify Christ. If you have the Holy Ghost, it must show Christ. Because through Christ, that we can get to the Father. The Bible didn't say through the Holy Spirit. He said the Holy Ghost will guide you into all truth. And the truth is Christ. And the truth is Christ. For I am the way, the truth, and the life. The Holy Ghost will lead you to the life. He will lead you to the truth. He will lead you to Christ. When he comes, he shall glorify me. For he shall take of mine and show it unto you. So the Holy Ghost is one powerful presence that introduces us to God, Christ and shows us Christ. And that is where when you have a great fellowship with the Holy Spirit say fellowship Say fellowship. Say fellowship. One of the major things about the Holy Ghost, why he's here, it's not because he wants to be inside you. But it is Christ that put him inside you. It's not because he must be over you or upon you. Like in the baptism. It is Christ that baptizes you with him. So if Christ does not take him to baptize you with him, he himself cannot baptize you. He himself cannot come into you. It is when you come to Christ that he, Christ puts him in you. And it is when Christ baptizes you that he puts him upon you. So, but as for him, he is in the world now. If you want to know more about that Jesus, he just needs Fellowship, say fellowship. He doesn't ask anything from you. Fellowship. If you will fellowship with me, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost, be with you always. All the Holy Spirit wants is fellowship. Fellowship is relationship. Talk with him. Ask him. Ask him to show you. Ask him questions. He will show you. Very, very important. That all of us will have to understand. That apart from human beings, the Holy Ghost is there to introduce you to Christ. To let you know more. So that you can benefit from him more. That one is for every believer. And no, Christo If you have a desire, fellowship with him. And then ask him. Ask him to lead you. Submit yourself to him. He will lead you into more knowledge of Christ. Now, the center of your life. Christo, is it exalting Jesus? Is it magnifying God? Is it glorifying Him? That's where worship is. Most of us don't know the difference between worship and praise. This is the difference. We worship God for who He is. We worship God for who He is. We praise him for what he has done. We 
We worship God for who he is. We praise him for what he has done. So we mix the two. That's okay. That's okay. There's no rule that you shouldn't mix it. You can mix it. It's all about God. So in our, that's what we call a worship and praise. And, and so, so in our worship, worship does not mean your song is slow. Now, sorry, I didn't just say you only hear. The same song. And you so, sorry, you know, sorry. It is the same worship song, but we are not we are not dancing to, to worship him. You know what worship? The Greek word for worship means to lie prostrate. Now Greek word The Hebrew word, it means that you see an activity of the body. So when we are praising, when we are praising and we are dancing, we are praising. When we are worshiping and we are dancing, we are still worshiping. It is all the same. Now, the important thing is that it is about God. So how do you say that? That one is praise. That one is praise. I know you are sorry. Eh? Then when I lift it, oh, why are you not? Why are you not on the keyboard, huh? Then you say that one. Oh, and and only the air worship. And ten time no, no, you are sorry. Eh? We worship God for who He is. So if you look at the songs, this is exalted. We are not worshiping God. When we, we the, the fact that the song is cool, it doesn't matter whether it's cool or it's fast. The words will tell you whether you are worshiping or you are praising. And you can do any of them. Whether worship or something, you can you can do any of them. Do. As long as the lyrics is about him. Talking about who he is. And what And from the grave to the Lord I live my You see, so you can see that this song is mixed. We are talking about what he has done. We are also praising for who, what, who he is and he has done it. So, so, so it's, it's both worship and praise. That's why when we are doing worship, we can say we are doing praise and worship. All of it. But... What you do with your body in the worshiping and praising. 
what tells how you are exalting him when we lift up our voices and we lift up our voices and we are singing that is how personally you are linking yourself you see if you don't sing there are some of you who never know any song in this house every song you don't know it you don't know nothing you don't know any song you are in this church you don't know any song if we don't put it on you don't know the words it's like that you are not you are not in the mood of worship so much when you are singing the song and that's one of the reasons why we, we put the screens on so that you can follow the words and digest the words in your spirit and let Christ be formed in you He came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth. My debt you pay from the cross to the grave and from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. Amen. Amen. When you know the words you are speaking, singing. so if you want to know to see him, sing. Listen, let me tell you this. Singing is not according to voice. Singing. Your voice is nice. And so what? It's not voice training. The spirit doesn't know voice training. All he knows is that what sound that is being made from within the heart. Amen. Amen. Singing and making melody in your heart. You see, your voice may not be good, but the melody in your heart. Can change the atmosphere in your life. He does not even follow it well. Hallelujah. When you are listening to it, but listen, made a mistake. As long as a person's spirit is engaged, you are not hearing the sound, but his heart is hearing the melody. Now, what do you want to melody in your heart? You the melody in your ears. He is making the melody in his heart. So he's enjoying it. That is why don't let anybody stop you from singing. Sing it anyhow. Move it anyhow. Let him sing what he likes. But you sing the way you can sing. Open your mouth and bless him. And sing your song. And don't let people say your voice is not good. Hey. We are not in church for voice training. The moon and stars they wept. The morning sun was there. The Savior of the world was falling. His body on the cross. 
His blood pour out for us. <laughs> I sing. I sing because I am happy. I sing because I am free. His eyes is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Do you know that? Listen, yes. if if we had asked choir masters to let this man sing, he wouldn't have composed this song. Nah, the kind of voice you do. Because I am happy. I sing because I am free for his eyes is on the sparrow. Yes, Lord, and I know he watches me. Why should I feel be discouraged? Somebody sat down and fear was coming. Fear. fear do you know that sometimes when fear comes you can't even pray now when say the when you start singing you are sitting down fear was coming fear was coming why should i feel feel this courage and he started singing the song as i said to you he started singing the song as i said to you he started singing the song as i said to you because i am happy and I sing because I am free. Oh, yeah, he's on, he's on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. When he sang, I told you the no. fear left. All the depression went. All the fear left him. Because when you start singing and making melody in your heart, any other thing cannot stay there. But Jesus will reveal his power. Some of you are in church, you never know any song. Friday, I was coming to teach you a, a new song. But I got locked up in traffic. I sent Anna to school, and when I was coming, I got locked up. Amen. Amen. So listen. Singing and church choristers, please sing it. Instrumentally sing it. And you see, let me let you know. Instruments are supposed to accompany songs, not to take over the songs. Sometimes the part of singing I'm so happy about. Now, going solo. And you, you can't follow me with a beat. Now, to me, I'm finding the hitting your team. to follow me. Now, for the mechia. So that I can go where I want to go. Sometimes, yesterday I was preaching somewhere and I kept shouting on the singers. I said, Watch me. Why? And you want to direct me to somewhere. Please. It's not your sound I want. 
Listen, there are so many powerful things in your heart. That is how some of you can write even a song for yourself. You know in your own prayer, through what you are going, you start saying some things. Thank God today we have all kinds of phones that can record. You may realize you just tap it down and record it. You get up and rehearse yourself with it. Get the music people, they will come and help you to put it together. That's how, that's how songs are raised. Amen. Where is Justine? She's not here. Tell her today I ask of her. Then she will know that singing and being absent in church is no good. Because you never know when the Spirit of God needs you. How many of you are blessed? We can also know him through the word. This word. Give me your Bible. Give me your Bible. This thing is all about Jesus. You can know him. Hey! You are sleeping. of you are too disoiled.
Christianity is a very living uh, relationship with God. Living. It's not, it's not some religion that was transferred to us by history. No, it's not that only that. But yes, it's history that has been communicated to us. But the, the most important thing about Christianity is that it introduces you to God personally. So you have a living relationship with him. Yesterday we were sitting in a car coming and we're talking and we're talking, talking, talking. And I told my wife, I said, Jesus entered this car and left. But <laughs> and and I said, Jesus, uh, he was there with my wife. And I said, Jesus just entered the back, the back seat and left. Somebody might have thought that, well, it's just, uh, but you see, the, the, the life with God is living. He can show you himself. He can be part of your life daily. Amen. Amen. So you can ask him concerning your family. Concerning your children, concerning your wife, concerning your husband. God, what should I know about my wife so that I can keep this woman well? God is happy to hear as a husband ask this question. He will reveal to you how you should treat your wife, how you should keep the woman, how you should you should help her to come up the best for you yourself. Asking God, Lord, show me how I can treat this precious man. And make him the king that you have made him. I tell you, God is very happy about those kind of things. And he, 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 he comes to you personally. One of my greatest experiences of God, which helps me so much. Oh, Reverend Doctor. One of my most joyable moments, enjoyable moments, is when I ask God for something. I want to understand this. Lord, show me this. And then I see God deliberately leading me and showing me what to do and where to be. Very practical. This is a relationship. Amen. Have a personal relationship with God. Knowing for yourself. Don't be, don't play a religion around Christianity. No, 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 no. It's more than that. When you don't get into some personal relationship with him, you don't enjoy the best from him. 
Some of us have enjoyed something small, but there is more to it. May the Lord take you into more. As he relates with you, or as you relate with him, every moment. Ha, let me read some scriptures. Amen. Amen. John chapter 12, from the verse 20. My God, Nariatabas. John chapter 12, the verse 20 to 26. And then I'll pick the last verse within the same. John 12. Shall we stand for the reading of our scripture? And there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. The same came therefore to Philip, which was of Bethsaida of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we will see Jesus. Philip cometh and telleth Andrews. And again, Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. It abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. Unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Let's look at the verse 32. The verse 32. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Amen. Amen. Shall we be seated? God bless you. Tell somebody it is all about Jesus. Amen. Amen. Christianity is not about just going to church. It is about Jesus. Christianity is not about holding a Bible. It is about Jesus. Christianity is not all the things sometimes. It's just not about all the things we do. It is about Jesus. When we come to church, it is about Jesus. When we are praying, it is about Jesus. When we are singing, it is about Jesus. When we are relating to each other, it is about Jesus. I like what Paul said to the, to, 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 to the 
Thessalonians. And the Thessalonians. He said, My little children, in whom I travel, until Christ be formed in you. My little children, in whom I travel, until Christ be formed in you. Galatians 4 19. I am traveling. Until Christ be seen in you. Until Christ be formed in you. It is all about Jesus. My life is about Jesus. Your life is about Jesus. My business is about Jesus. Your business is about Jesus. My marriage is about Jesus. Your marriage should be about Jesus. Our church must be about Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, we have made all things out of Christianity. But it is all about Jesus. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son and whomsoever believeth in him should not perish but must have an everlasting life. So God sent him to pay for the sins of humanity. John the, John, the, John, John, John the forerunner of Jesus said, he said, this is the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. So Jesus is everything about Jesus. We cannot do anything if we take him out. Anything we do without him being the center in our family, in our business, in our lives, will not matter. It, it must be all about him. That is, that is how it should be. Whatever we are doing, our songs must be about him. Somebody said Jesus sang no song. He wrote no song, but millions of songs have been written for him. He wrote no book, but many books have been written on him. That is because it is all about him. Christianity, without Christ being the center, is like any other religion. It's like any other religion. But he must be the center. He's the one Jesus, God sent. And he came to the world to show us God. We can never know God without knowing Jesus. You can't know God. I hear some people say, Oh, we all serve God. He said, I have come and I'm telling what I know. And you don't believe it because I am from there. I was sent by my father to show you who he is. If you don't believe me, who would you believe again? Listen to me. There are many things we do. Some of them are good. But anything you do that does not bring Christ as the center in your life will not give you the best of Christianity. Many things we do. Many things. I pray. I fast. I read my Bible. I go to church. In fact, I love to be in the congregation of the saints. These are all very good things we do. But if we do these things, without Christ being the center, ladies and gentlemen, 
we are wasting our strength. Hallelujah. Amen. And we don't get the most out of Christianity. We, we don't get the best out of Christianity. The Bible says, Christ in you. The hope of glory. Not Christ in you. The hope of glory. If you don't see where you are going, let Christ be establishing you. So Paul said, my little children, in whom I travail, I am praying, I am fasting, I am preaching to you, I am teaching you, I am showing you, because Christ must be establishing you. Christ be formed in you. Christo and and Amen. Amen. So ladies and gentlemen, let me present these things to you quickly. We as a church and as individuals. We want to make sure that Christ is here. Now listen to me. Christ is here. For Christ to be here does not depend on the name. It doesn't depend on the name you give your temple. You can call it this is Christ's home. And he may never be there. When these guys went to the worship, in the they went to worship. And when they went, it's a normal Jewish worship. And these were people who were coming from Greeks. But they believe in the worship of God. So they traveled and came. When they got there, they just went straight to Philip. Philip, we want to see Jesus. We have come to worship. But our aim here is to see Jesus. Now it's most likely the Pharisees and the people who were surrounding Jesus were just there for the normal worship. Normal. Normal. Some people and came and said, we want to see Jesus. They had a desire to see Jesus. A very great desire to see Jesus. They want to see Jesus. When your desire is to see Christ, to know him, to feel him, he always will make himself available. One of the greatest things that is lacking in the church today, our desire for Christ, it's not strong. Our desire to know him. But in the relationship that we are in, when you have a desire, God will let you see him. May you have a good, great desire for Christ. I want Paul, Paul said that I may know him. Paul said, and the power of his resurrection. And then he was sorry to and me. the fellowship of his suffering. And then no blame my conformable unto his death. That I may know him. I want to know him. I want to know him. I want to experience him. Listen, your desire must be Christ. Your focus must be Christ. 
Don't just be in church. But be, have a desire. I want to experience him. I want to know him more. He makes himself available to the people that want to know him. That is where the personal relationship comes in. Don't just be a church folk. Be a person that wants to have a personal relationship with Jesus. May that be your desire. May that be your desire. May that be your desire. May that be your he is the center of every good thing God can give you. If it is healing, he can give you. If it is deliverance, he will be your deliverer. If it is the blessing, he is the blesser. If it is the promotion, he is the one that promotes. The Bible says when God lifts up one and pulls down another, it's God, it's Jesus that promotes. So, if you want to away, you want to be anywhere. Seek Jesus. He will take you to that place. For Christ in you is the hope of glory. May he be found by you. May you find him. May you know him. May you experience him. Can I hear you shout a big amen somebody? Amen. We want to see Jesus. And the Bible says. Trust him. Philip. Whom they, they spoke to. Philip, went to Andrews. And said, Andrews. See Andrews. These guys want to see Jesus. Then they agreed. Let's take them to Jesus. So they moved. Say, follow us. They went to Jesus. They said, Jesus. They want to see you. Hey, that is Jesus. Jesus began to say some of the most powerful things that he said concerning every Christian. Concerning his own mission. He began to tell them. Amen. Amen. But Philip and Andrews took him to Jesus. Let me say this. Somebody will always lead you to Jesus. First of all, human beings can lead you to Jesus. As a human beings can lead you to Jesus. Somebody knows him a way you don't know him. And he can teach you how to know him. Listen, we are here, but we are not the same. I want you to understand that. There are people who have a certain experience of Christ you don't have. And if you submit yourself, they will lead you to Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? They will say some things about him and you begin to understand him and know him. They will tell you certain experiences they have been in. And you will begin to know him more than you knew him. People can lead you to Jesus. Even today, people can lead you to Jesus. So yesterday when I said, Christ just entered the car and left. My wife was there. 
Pastor Mike was there. Brother Ima who drives us was there. I said he just entered and left. I'm sure some of you are thinking he did he come physical? No. <laughs> but how did you see him? May you know him. I said, may you know him. I said, may you know him. I said, may you know him. Somebody can lead you to Jesus. And I'm not talking about you giving your life to Christ. That is the first step. I'm talking about experiencing and knowing him better. The one who said that I may know him. And Paul said, may I may know even the fellowship of his suffering. I want to know him. Paul was the apostle writing to people and yet he was saying, I want to know him. There is a level of knowing that somebody can lead you to. Can I, can I say this to you? Listen, let's humble ourselves. For us to be shown more of Jesus. You don't understand me. There is more to know about him. When you have a desire. Sometimes God can bring somebody to lead you. And God is still using people to lead to Christ. So that they can know Christ. You know one thing. Sometimes when we are in the church, and then something happens, or things are happening, somebody can stand here and say, "This is this is what God is doing." Oh, okay. Oh, I can see angels of God here. I can see God here. I can see the power of God here. Sometimes it is not just words. God is telling you what is really happening. So that you and me can also tap into it. And experience him better than we have known him. Somebody can lead you to Jesus. Let you know Jesus more for yourself. You only have to humble yourself. Amen. Amen. I had a dream recently. I went to a certain man of God's house. I haven't even told him. Sir. He's not, he's not, I know him. We are very distant. We, 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 we relate a bit. We relate a bit, but not that close. Only, I dreamt I was in the man's house in Tema. And I rode a motorbike. So I parked the motorbike outside. And then I went to this room. His room was not a, 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 a it was like some chamber and hall rooms be. But I happened to be standing in a place where I saw he had his wardrobe, so he had uh, uh, his bookshelves, he had everything, very beautiful furniture. I, I recognize the man. He's a pastor in Tema. And I was with him. And, and the place was so and I admired the furniture. So whilst we were standing there talking, something happened. We started hearing a shout of fire 
And this fire was coming, burning and coming, burning places and coming. It was burning houses and burning things. And, and I told him, I said, there is fire outside, it's coming. What shocked me was the man's, he didn't care. He was not even listening to me. And, and I was shouting, I said, oh, fire coming when he was quiet we were just walking around talking I was wondering why, why, is he, why, why is he quiet like that and the fire was coming until I picked and realized that my own motorbike was now burning and I said the fire is coming so we moved from the hallway entered into a place like a bedroom we looked at the fire it was getting close we came back in that dream, I was panicking. I, I, I mean, I was not easy. I was, what do we do? And the guy was calm. At the end of the dream, every house around him, his motorbike was bent. No fire touched his house. I woke up and I said, Lord, thank you. Sorry, Mr. Radamidasi. My motorbike got bent. His house was not bent. Because the house is not my house. If it was my house, it would have bent. I learned something. God said, leave it. The man was so calm. And naturally, that man, that is the way he, his, his demeanor is a very calm man. I don't know him so, but he's a very calm man. He, he hardly speaks. Very so what I learned was that don't let what you see shake you. That morning, you know what I wrote down? I said, Auntie Harriet, when there's a storm, branches will be shaken. But the firm stem because of what the stem doesn't shake your branch may shake but your stem is not shaking don't look at the branches look at the stem I learned something I got to know God more I got to know God better that the storms I see in spite of that, I can be as calm. Be still and know that I am Lord. So that morning I woke up with a psalm. And I called Pastor Opong. I am not going to be in prayer this morning, this evening. But I want you to pray on this. Be still. And know. That I am. God. <laughs> Be still. And know that I am. Human beings can lead us. That is where I want you people to understand something. I will come to that. Listen. When you sit here, what's an hour? You sit here. What's an hour? When you hang on this mic, now would you not mic here? No, 
that you are not standing here for yourself. When you wear an ushering cloth or ushering dress and you are walking among here, know that you are not here for yourself. We are here because we are the servants in the house of the Lord to help people see Jesus. It's like you and usher. And somebody appears to you. I want to see Jesus. That's the work you are doing here. You are not here to show yourself. None of us should be here to show ourselves. No pastor must mount a pulpit. Because of yourself. You are here to show Jesus in the church. We are here to let people see Jesus. People can lead you to Jesus. So that should be the aim of everybody who serves in this house. That means choristers. It's not your dress. It's not your hairdo. It's not your face makeups. It's not a man you making sure you are shaved well. We are not bothered about your shavings. What we want is that come and show us Jesus. Come here and show us Jesus. Come and stand here and show us Jesus. We want to see Jesus. Not yourself. Yeah, you need songs here. I want you to be very, very spiritual. You get up in the morning, you are coming to sing. No your dress and your makeups and your shirt and your beard. You want to go and shave. John the Baptist. Yohane Subonino. Had some wild beard. No, no, what Leather belt, camel skin. He was not presentable, but in his day, he was the one who could see Jesus and tell them, this is Jesus. Before people knew that there was a Messiah on earth. Sometimes it is not about your looks. No, I don't want, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying dress anyhow. But listen to me. The center will never hold if we don't make Christ known. Are you hearing me? Yes. I'm coming to it. Human beings can see Jesus. If we all come to church with pastors and their wives, leaders in the church, have a great heart that want to make Jesus known in this service. I don't care who comes here as a sinner. I don't care how much sin the person is in. I don't care the curse that is upon any man. He will see Jesus. Because we will introduce him to Jesus. Are you understand what I'm talking about? I want to see Jesus. And the men took him. Second, the second way, apart from the men, and it's a practical one I want to share, share with you. For every believer, even when there's no man, the Bible says, Jesus said, Jesus said, I'm going to my father, but I will send you another comforter who shall be with always. He is the Holy Spirit. And now when he comes, he will glorify me. He will do what? So, 
The Holy Ghost is there to glorify Christ. If you have the Holy Ghost, it must show Christ. Because through Christ, that we can get to the Father. The Bible didn't say through the Holy Spirit. He said the Holy Ghost will guide you into all truth. And the truth is Christ. And the truth is Christ. For I am the way, the truth, and the life. The Holy Ghost will lead you to the life. He will lead you to the truth. He will lead you to Christ. When he comes, he shall glorify me. For he shall take of mine and show it unto you. So the Holy Ghost is one powerful presence that introduces us to God, Christ and shows us Christ. And that is where when you have a great fellowship with the Holy Spirit say fellowship Say fellowship. Say fellowship. One of the major things about the Holy Ghost, why he's here, it's not because he wants to be inside you. But it is Christ that put him inside you. It's not because he must be over you or upon you. Like in the baptism. It is Christ that baptizes you with him. So if Christ does not take him to baptize you with him, he himself cannot baptize you. He himself cannot come into you. It is when you come to Christ that he, Christ puts him in you. And it is when Christ baptizes you that he puts him upon you. So, but as for him, he is in the world now. If you want to know more about that Jesus, he just needs Fellowship, say fellowship. And you are Uncle Fanquano, he asks anything from you. Oh, Miss Aoshi. Fellowship. I Uncle Fape. If you will fellowship with me, one in on no Bafay Uncoa. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Yara Diazu Christo, not Domono, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost. And the Hong Kong, I Uncle Fano, be with you always. And I want to know about the Holy Spirit wants his fellowship. Now, Uncle Cropa, I Uncle Fa. Fellowship is relationship. Now, Uncle Fa, I Adam Fofa. Talk with him. Ask him. Ask him to show you. Ask him questions. He will show you. Very, very important. That all of us will have to understand. That apart from human beings, the Holy Ghost is there to introduce you to Christ. To let you know more. So that you can benefit from him more. That one is for every believer. And no, If you have a desire, fellowship with him. And then ask him. Ask him to lead you. Submit yourself to him. He will lead you into more knowledge of Christ. Now, Christ becomes the center of your life. Christ is it exalting Jesus? Is it magnifying God? Is it glorifying Him? That's where worship is. Most of us don't know the difference between worship and praise. This is the difference. We worship God for who He is. We worship God for who He is. We praise him for what he has done. We 
We worship God for who he is. We so we mix the two. That's okay. That's okay. There's no rule that you shouldn't mix it. You can mix it. It's all so in our, that's what we call a worship and praise. And so in our worship, worship does not mean your song is slow. Now, sorry, I didn't just say you only hear. The same song. And you so, sorry, you don't identify worship song by speed. No. It is the same worship song, but we are not we are not dancing to to worship him. You know what worship we are? The Greek word for worship means to lie prostrate. Now, Greek word nature The Hebrew word, it means that you see an activity of the body. So when we are praising, when we are praising and we are dancing, we are praising. When we are worshiping and we are dancing, we are still worshiping. It is all the same. Now, the important thing is that it is about God. So how do you say that? That one is praise. That one is praise. I know you are sorry. Eh? Then when I lift it, oh, why are you not? Why are you not on the keyboard, huh? Then you say that one. Oh, and and only the air worship. And ten time no, aye, no, no, you are sorry. Eh? We worship God for who He is. So if you look at the songs, it is exalted. We are not worshiping God when we, we it, the, the fact that the song is cool. It doesn't matter whether it's cool or it's fast. The words will tell you whether you are worshiping or you are praising. And you can do any of them. Whether worship or something, you can you can do any of them. Do. As long as the lyrics is about him. Talking about who he is. And what he And from the grave to the Lord I lift my You see, so you can see that this song is mixed. We are talking about what he has done. Well, and also praising for who, what, who he is and he has done it. So, 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 so it's, it's both worship and praise. That's why when we are doing worship, we can say we are doing praise and worship. All of it what you do with your body in the worshiping and praising 
what tells how you are exalting him when we lift up our voices and we lift up our voices and we are singing that is how personally you are linking yourself you see if you don't sing there are some of you who never know any song in this house every song you don't know it you don't know nothing you don't know any song you are in this church you don't know any song if we don't put it on you don't know the words like that you are not you are not in the mood of worship so much when you are singing the song and that's one of the reasons why we, we put the screens on so that you can follow the words and digest the words in your spirit and let Christ be formed in you He came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth. My death you pay from the cross to the grave and from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. Amen. Amen. When you know the words you are speaking, singing. so if you want to know to see him, sing. Listen, let me tell you this. Singing is not according to voice. Singing. Your voice is nice. And so what? It's not voice training. The spirit doesn't know voice training. All you know is that what the sound that is being made from within the heart. Amen. Amen. Singing and making melody in your heart. You see, your voice may not be good, but the melody in your heart. When you are listening to it, but listen, made a mistake. As long as a person's spirit is engaged, you are not hearing the sound, but his heart is hearing the melody. Now, what do you want in your heart? You the melody in your ears. He is making the melody in his heart. So he's enjoying it. That is why don't let anybody stop you from singing. Sing it anyhow. Sing it Let him sing what he likes. But you sing the way you can sing. Open your mouth and bless him. And sing your song. And don't let people say your voice is not good. Hey. We are not in church for voice training. The moon and stars they wept. The morning sun was dead. The savior of the world was falling. His body on the cross. 
His blood pour out for us. <laughs> I sing. I sing because I am happy. I sing because I am free. Is I this on this parole and I know he watches me do you know that listen yes. if if we had asked choir masters to let this man sing he wouldn't have composed this song nah, the kind of voice you do I am happy I sing because I am free for his eyes is on the sparrow. Yes, Lord, and I know he watches me. Why should I feel be discouraged? Somebody sat down and fear was coming. Fear. fear do you know that sometimes when fear comes you can't even pray your heart is it when you start singing you are sitting down fear was coming fear was coming why should I feel feel discouraged and he started singing the song and he started singing the song and he singing the song because I am and I sing because I am free. Oh, yeah, he's on, he's on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. When he sang, I told you the know. fear left. All the depression went. All the fear left him. Because when you start singing and making melody in your heart, any other thing cannot stay there. But Jesus will reveal his power. Some of you are in church, you never know any song. Friday, I was coming to teach you a, a new song. But I got locked up in traffic. I sent Anna to school, and when I was coming, I got locked up. Amen. Amen. So listen. Singing and church choristers, please sing it. Instrumentally sing it. And you see, let me let you know. Instruments are supposed to accompany songs, not to take over the songs. Sometimes the part of singing I'm so happy about. Now, going solo. And you, you can't follow me with a beat. Now, to me, I'm finding the hitting your thing. So to follow me. Now, for the mechia. So that I can go where I want to go. Sometimes, yesterday I was preaching somewhere and I kept shouting on the singers. I said, Watch me. Why? And you want to direct me to somewhere. Now, I'm a person who is to bounce. Would you do me? Please, it's not your sound I want. 
Listen, there are so many powerful things in your heart. That is how some of you can write even a song for yourself. You know what? In your own prayer, through what you are going, you start saying something. Thank God today we have all kinds of phones that can record. You may realize you are in, you are in some you just, you just tap it down and record it. You get up and rehearse yourself with it. Get the music people, they will come and help you to put it together. That's how, that's how songs are raised. Amen. Where is Justine? She's not here. Tell her today I ask of her. Then she will know that singing and being absent in church is no good. Because you never know when the Spirit of God needs you. How many of you are blessed? We can also know him through the word. This word. Give me your Bible. Man of God, give me your Bible. This thing is all about Jesus. You can know him. Hey! You are sleeping. Great change since I met God. Great change since I met God. Great change since I met God. There is a great change, oh, since I Great change, great change since I met God. Great change, oh Lord, since I met God. That's a great change, oh Lord, since I met God. Oh, that is a great change since I met God. It's because of you I took this oil. Hallelujah. Oh Lord, since I met you, that's a great change. Oh Lord, since I met you,